Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Sup nerds! Oh god, hello. My mic just immediately fell. What's going on? Sup nerds? How's it? Uh, how's it hanging out there, Nerd City? You heard me. This is what you do. Like whenever we do something wrong, you just abuse the people we did it to. Yeah, because you just can't get enough. You just can't help yourselves. <laughs> I guess if you, they're still listening at this point, you keep crawling back to us. I appreciate it. Yeah, we uh, we kind of fucked up the past uh, a long time, but we're back. For the end of this fucking series, we are starting a cult that's grand. I'm Jake Mitch is in the room. He's wrangling a dog. Yeah, he's hanging out with Navi. He's he's free range today, you know? Yeah. There's free a range. cat here and everything. Like, he's he's adjusting. Yeah, he's free range chilling. We're getting him used to the cat. So, you probably won't hear much barking, but if you do, you know it. You know it's just him. He just loves you guys. He's just, it's just a dog. Trust me, it's a dog. He knows that we're talking to people, and he loves people. He loves folks. He loves people, so that's just kind of his deal. But yeah, we're here to finish up the series today on the West Memphis 17. Oh, wow. Oh, it it I grew did. since uh, we, we were last here, I guess. I've done that so many times. Uh, the West Memphis 69. You always the West just add 14 2. or some or other. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're here to wrap it up, finally. How about that, guys? The story will that? be concluded for you today. You're going to find out what happens. That I, is true. I honestly wrote this uh, script, like, last week, and then the shift was called off, so I was like, hmm. So I don't remember pretty much anything. This might just not make sense. Who knows? Well, you know what? We're in it together. We're here for this. So, yeah. Well, I, I'm reading a story at the same time as you're hearing it. You know, we're all learning together. So be ready that? to sit back and enjoy, you bitch. Jesus. All right, West Memphis 3, part 3. Wait, is this 3 or 4? Uh, four? I think it's four. I don't know. I'm pretty confident it's four. All right, so this is the first inconsistency with my notes. It says three. Disregard everything that's said. Disregard that, but I don't don't know. Maybe listen for the ride. Yeah, sure. Here we go. (laughs) So we left off last time uh, with all three of the West Memphis uh, three boys being brought into police custody, and their trials are the next things on the docket. Yes. All right. Let's just say the trial seems to, as though... uh, it was over before it began. Because we discussed the judge a little bit. 
Oh, and, you the know, judgy judge. The general heir of uh, people's opinions of these folks. Judge Judgington, the judgiest, the third. Yeah, the guy who didn't like psychology. Pretty much. So, oh my God, that was my computer. It's muted. Dings. We're getting dangerous. Dude, we're baby. rusty, bro. This is crazy. All Fuck right. it. Bring it on. Jesse Miss Kelly. All right. You know, his lawyer, Mr. Stidham, he did all he could unsuccessfully uh, to keep Jesse's confession tape out of the courtroom. Okay. Because he believed that uh, that's all the prosecution had on him specifically, right? Uh, but what do you know? The prosecution had a bit more of what's uh, pervaded this story thus far, which is just bullshit, mm. in the form of Vicki Hutchison. Ooh. The bitch, uh, the waitress. She's just lying all the time. So she was she was brought into court to testify about uh, possible motives Jesse may have had in doing what he claimed he had done in the confession tape. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, because Stidham rightly pointed out that to the court that Jesse had no motivation to do this at all. Yeah, there is nothing like, what's there. my motivation? There's no re- What's my motivation, boss? What do I do? Exactly. He's an actor without direction, you know? Yeah, and they're trying to give him some after the fact. Come on. Yeah. It doesn't even work in any in any sense. Agreed. All right. Uh, well, Vicky, uh, she came in and told her little story about Damien and Jesse taking her to uh, their little Satanist gathering in the woods. You remember that? Oh, I remember. Yeah. And that was more than sufficient to thoroughly scare uh, the jury. And apparently satiate their need for a motive somehow, because that just wasn't a motive. Uh-huh. Uh, it was just a story about something that didn't happen. Oh, yeah, that's no motive. That's so there's just like, what, what was the motive? Like, we have the exact right person for this. She just says something completely off kilter. Yeah, but, you know, that's sort of where this story's at. They're taking whatever they can get. Yeah. And the final person to be, uh, to be called to the stand, the self-appointed Satanist hunter, an expert of West Memphis. Who do you think it is? I fucking love that idea. Just um, bef- just the idea of, I'm a Satanist hunter. Yeah, dude, Jerry Driver is that guy. I'm out here taking names and killing Satan one person at a time. Dude, he was the guy who basically had all this happen. He put it all into motion. He was the catalyst. Yeah, Baby Driver was going through all this shit and picking up Satanists. Exactly. That's his, that's his beef, man. Exactly. Jerry Driver, he was brought up. And, uh, you know, with all his expertise and everything and, like, all the knowledge he has on demonology, guess what he did? Lied. Um, all he brought, <laughs> all he was brought in to confirm was that he'd seen the boys together around town every now and again. That's all you need that's to all convict. That, that's all he brought to the table when it actually came down to the, like his shining moment for taking these boys down. I mean, if you <laughs> like, want to convict somebody, what more do you need? That's it. You like, know? I've seen them around town sometimes. Uh, yeah, he, he claimed that he first saw them, uh, when he first saw them, they were walking down the road in long black coats, and they were carrying staffs. Oh, okay, uh, all right. So, <laughs> in no way could that be like a walking stick or like literally any, no, staffs. No, it simply and, is uh, not. <laughs> that's literally all he had to offer the jury uh, for Jesse's trial. Sounds about uh, fair. Yeah, the man who arguably caused the entire thing. Um, yeah, yeah, so a- a- anything that uh, that would have greatly assisted the defense in the trial uh, was barred by the judge. Who, again, was not the biggest fan of the boys, like, to begin with. All right. Uh, the former FBI polygraph expert that uh, that saw the results of the lie detector tests given by Durham. Remember? Durham is a guy who's, like, 
giving vague ass reports and he's like no i think what i think yeah, uh, yeah. is right so oh, I'm i remember gonna, yeah so uh he, he was a uh, former fbi polygraph dude he was brought in to look at those uh, he was not allowed to testify uh, that the results were read incorrectly because the judge decided that his testimony wasn't permitted in the case. Oh, that's that's great. That's excellent. Yeah, it wasn't permitted because it wasn't pertinent, apparently. Ah, of course, of yeah. course, yes. Yeah, that makes no difference. Uh, an expert on false confessions uh, was also unable to testify because, uh, as we covered last time, uh, this judge didn't believe in psychiatry or psychology. Navi, you can't attack your father like that. Navi, you got to get down. You got to get off Bitch, of him. You got to hit it. All right. We have a Beautiful. training collar for Navi. Yeah, we do. And it's it's efficient. It People works. don't like it, though. They're like, oh, that's not good for the dog. Well, you know what? It doesn't hurt. All right. Nah. It just you know, frightens him a little bit. It, just, it gives him a little spook, and then he's good to go. Exactly. He's safe. Don't worry. So anyway, the false confessions expert dude, uh, he was not allowed to come in. The judge hated psychiatry, psychology. Didn't think it had a place in the court system. Anyway, basically any, like, avenue of proving innocence was basically forbidden. Before, oh, yeah. before arguments evidence? could even be made. So you like, have evidence? <laughs> not on my watch, It's like, bitch. that might make me not want to do what I want to do, so. Yeah, I'm going to vote. You're uh, not allowed in here. I'm going to vote you can't point out what I'm doing is wrong, because <laughs> I don't want anyone to be uh, right but me. Exactly, so. exactly. Fuck you. So... Uh, you know, that was pretty much the end of the trial. It was like, yeah, Jerry Driver came in, he's like, I seen him. And then, it, that was over. So, after only one day of deliberation, the jury came back and found Jesse Miskelly guilty of first-degree murder of Michael Moore, because remember, he said he, uh, retrieved him. Yeah, it was the wrong Michael away. Moore, guys. I know we said that before, but it was the wrong one. Yeah, it wasn't the, uh, Bowling for Columbine guy. That guy should have had this kid's fate. But, it should have been him. Um, it should have been him. So, yeah, first degree for Michael Moore, and he was also convicted of second degree murder on Stevie Branch and Christopher Byers' part. Oh. So that's not good. Uh, the only person to be surprised by this verdict was Jesse. Really? Like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, how could this have fucking happened? Uh, for the first time, uh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, for the first degree charge, uh, Jesse got life in prison with no chance of parole. And he got an extra fuck you of 40 additional years for the two second degree murders. So Jesus. he was just never going to get out. Yeah, he's no in there for... No chance. I mean, unless he takes some type of uh, never dying pill or possibly... What was that book? Uh, <laughs> A never dying pill, yes. What was that book, uh, Tuck Everlasting, where they drink the water that makes them live forever? Oh, it's the Fountain of Youth or whatever? Or? It's sort of, but it, unless he gets access to something like that, uh, he will not be getting out. Theoretically, yeah, that's what he's sentenced to. I don't think many prisons in America have access to that type of technology either. I don't know, That would just be an extra sadistic thing for the the prison system. To only use it for people in prison for life or like hundreds of years or something. Yeah, well, you're going to serve this whole time. They're the only ones that get access to this drug that makes you live forever. I could see (laughs) that. people were punishing. That is a very American thing, though. That really is. No, yeah, we're all about overkill, you know. Oh, we do it well, baby. We love you it. You ever had a fucking double Baconator? Talk about overkill. Oh, God, it's insane. It's good, but... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, so uh, it's not looking good for Jesse. Life in prison fo- plus uh, 40 years. However, the judge did hold off on his final sentencing of Jesse until Damien and Jason's trial was over. 
All right. Okay. He told Jesse that his sentence could be reduced if he testified against Damien and Jason in their trial. Ah. Uh, this prompted Jesse to give another confession, completely different from the one heard in court, uh, to the cops that were transporting him to the jail after the trial. Oh, really? In the car. He was just like, all right, so here's actually what happened. Like, after his trial. Here's what went down. Yeah. In this confession, Jesse claimed that he, Damien, and Jason were in Robin Hood Hills at night smoking weed. And, like, uh, he brought a bottle of Evan Williams, apparently, that he got from uh, Vicki Hutchinson. Oh, okay. Right? okay. So it's like all the characters are there. It's just different stuff going on. Um, they three then uh, saw the three eight-year-old boys and decided to go mess with them. Really? You know, they were just getting stoned and, and, and just drunk in the woods. They're like, let's go mess with these kids in the woods. Jesse and Damien grabbed one of them, and then the other two young boys started attacking him. Uh, Damn. Or Jesse said Damien did this, so Damien was acting low. The other two boys were attacking him. Uh, Jason and Jesse then started beating the other two boys with sticks. That's great. Yeah. Jesse then said uh, that Damien and Jason went on to take turns raping the boys and Jason mutilated Christopher's genitals with a locking pocket knife. Well, shit. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about Uh, that, but shit. (laughs) Jesse claimed that uh, he then took uh, the bottle of whiskey and he started, you know, walking home because he was just like, I'm not going to be a part of this. And he slammed the bottle against the concrete in disgust on his way there, you know. Oh, he's like, oh, I can't believe I don't that just wanna, happened. I don't like this. I don't even want this anymore. That's exactly what he said. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Again, uh, Jesse had the mental capacity of a third grader, and he was scared. <laughs> so he thought the faster he talked, the faster it would all be over and done with. He was just like, this can't be. I have to say something else. The The first thing didn't work. Yeah, maybe just so keep he's going. he's just like saying shit. He's just throwing shit at the wall, seeing what's going to stick, and yeah. let him go home tonight. And, like, honestly, this second confession is more, like, brutal and, like, less, you know, like, frilly with Satanism as it is. Mm. It seems more realistic. It does. It does. You know? But I don't think this happened either. Anyway, in any case, this new confession ended up being investigated as far as it could, you know? And when police found that uh, there was a broken Evan Williams bottle off the freeway by the most highly traveled intersection in the country... They saw it as proof that this new confession may actually be the real one. Really? So okay. they found a broken bottle of uh, Evan Williams after it just appeared in a story. And they were like, oh my god. <laughs> this is it, I boys. Think this might be it. This is it. We this got it. This is where the... we break this all wide open. The key is this Evan Williams bottle. The key is always Evan Williams. <laughs> always, dude. Especially if you're trying to drive home at night. What more do you need yeah, than exactly. a nice glass of Evan Williams, you exactly. know? Exactly. Just a, or a, a seven, nip. you Just know? Just a nip. All right. Well, <laughs> so, but with this new confession, it poses a lot of problems with evidence already collected and facts already agreed upon, right? That we're, like, actively being discussed in court yeah so if jason used a locking pocket knife then what good is the serrated combat knife that was found behind his house in that lake you know well valid point like that details like that's uh, out the window so and then there was no blood at the scene in reality but jesse claimed that blood was fucking everywhere it was fucking all over the <laughs> you know, was, uh, and uh jesse said damien and jason raped the boys 
There was absolutely no evidence that any of the victims were raped pre or post mortem. Well, thank God. For I that. know. Thank God for that. Just a mutilated penis. Uh, Jesse was even asked uh, about the rape part in his story and told that there was like no signs of that. To which he said, "Oh yeah, they were gonna do it, but they didn't." Excellent so, storytelling, so Jason. He just changed. No, it was Jesse. Oh, Jesse. But sorry. It's just like what the, you're just changing the shit. Anyway, excellent storytelling. That just goes to show how not true any of this is. I was gonna <laughs> rape this guy, but then I like decided I'm not gonna rape this guy, so I didn't. Like, well, then why'd you even mention the excellent first part, news? You know? I suppose uh, not yeah, the first no part, I guess, but no bearing on the story. But I appreciate the honesty. That is also a lie somehow. Yeah, but thank you for that, Jesse. You're that's... honestly lying. I don't like it. I think that's so very, very sweet of you. I love it. <laughs> All right, so we're getting to the other trial. The date of Jason and Damien's trial was approaching now. Okay, in the midst of all this, the new confession, all these new holes in the plot, and um. The police, uh, in order to scare Jesse into being into it, into being a sure thing, to uh, when it came to testifying. God damn it! I wrote this so stupid. So the police are just like, we have to get Jesse to testify. So what do they do? They tell him that if he didn't testify against Jason and Damien, they might go free. What? And they went on to say that where do you think the first place he's they're going to go is after all this and everything you've said about them. Oh, it's going to be your girlfriend's house. God knows what they're going to do to her. They're going to kill her. Apparently, Jesse had a girlfriend. They're going to kill her. They're yeah. going to kill her, Jesse. She's going yeah. to die because of you. And do that thing that you said that uh, they did to the boys, but then later said, oh, wait, no, they didn't do that. Uh, oh, wait, just kidding. That didn't happen. This hor- horrible, heinous crime. Uh, we were just kidding. Yeah. That so wasn't the, real. So the police are using his girlfriend as leverage to be like, you have to do this or these boys are going to uh, kill and possibly do worse things to your girlfriend. I mean, I hate to say it, but like, yeah, obviously they're going to do that shit. The guy will listen to anything. You could tell him if you say green bean really slow, it sounds like gullible. And I'll spend the next eight hours saying green bean. I mean, and be he, like, what? Dude, he gave them like what? <laughs> he gave them a completely brand new confession, one that they didn't drill into his head. And they still corrected him. Yeah. So he, he's, Successfully. All over, he's all over the fucking map. Like it's it's insane. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, first place to go is going to be Jesse's girlfriend's house. That's what they said. Uh, but a sort of sweet moment happened between Jesse and his father after that, right? Sort okay. of a nice man-to-man, father-son sort of thing. So Jesse's father, he told him that if he testified and lied, he'd have to live with that the rest of his life. But if he told the truth... And if he eventually got out of prison, he could live on as an honest man with a cleared name. So it's uh, like it's a, it's a big integrity thing. Yeah, it's the you principle. Know? You it's know? the principle of all this. You can get out of this based on the right principles, son. Yeah. So up until this point, the you know the conversation between father and son, Jesse was going to testify because he was like, I can't spend my life plus 40 years in there. Come on. But... <clears throat> The conversation happened. So just before the trial, Jesse made the decision not to testify. Very small victory, but it's a victory nonetheless, I suppose. Didn't really change the outcome. In any real court setting, his testimony would be just thrown out because the guy is a simpleton. I mean, call it what it is. They're they're not going to take that testimony, you know? I don't care that he's a simpleton. I'm just afraid of the devil. Well, yeah, I mean, okay. that, that I'm is only a... afraid of Satan and what his his wares are. 
That's a, uh, his wares. What is he, a fucking salesman? Damn right. He's coming around selling you fucking snake oil and shit? Selling you to the dark side. Well, I'm so The other already. side of the street. You know God's I mean? never tried to sell me anything. You know? At least the devil's trying. That is true. Take it for what that is, that fellas. That is true. <laughs> what has God ever sold you? <laughs> like that, it's a good thing to sell people things. Yeah, it is, man. You know? You think? I mean, you know, at least if you're offering something, you know, I mean, come on, let me get a choice here, you know? Well, the stuff the devil is associated with is cool stuff, like, you know, like gluttony and murder. I like gluttony, man. Like, if that's where I'm going in hell, that is fine by me. I just get to eat all oh, the time. Sloth, dude? Hell yeah. Gluttony and sloth. Are you sloth, kidding me? And then I'm proud of that. So that's three of those. <laughs> and then I'm proud of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm already touching three bases on this one. Yeah, I have a lot of undeserved pride. Yeah, it's completely undeserved too. But you know, thanks Satan. It it it's there, and I'm gonna worship it. You know? Hell yeah, dude! Worship the bull. Uh, anyway, so Jesse's uh, ducking out of the trial didn't really hinder the prosecution prosecution much uh, for the trial of Damien and Jason. They had the knife found in the lake behind Jason's house. They had witnesses of Damien's softball game confession. Remember that? When he was just, like, gathering a bunch of fucking high schoolers around in a softball game. Like, yeah, I killed the kids. Yeah, yeah, And I'm going to do it again. It's like, all right, well. Uh, They had witnesses claiming that they saw Damien walking on the road that night in muddy clothes. And they had a microscopic cloth uh, fiber. Or a couple fibers. Microscopic clothing fibers, a lot of them. That were found on the victims that were similar to some of the articles of clothing found in Jason and Damien's homes. Oh, we're getting places. (laughs) So the the fiber thing um, is especially fucking ridiculous because, uh, one, they were not matches to the clothing found in the boys' trailers. They were just similar. Oh, okay. Okay? And, And two, the fibers were, like, similar... To the blouse of a and a woman's robe, so unless Damien and Jason were cross-dressing in their mother's clothing, the night they supposedly murdered these three boys, these fibers only prove that most people in this town bought clothes from the same place, which they probably like, did. You know, that's, <laughs> like that's, that's all it is. But it was used in court, and we all know what happened. Anyway, uh, Damien uh, specifically is not doing well leading up to this trial, right? Uh, he tried to kill himself in jail uh, a couple times, actually. Uh, he attempted an overdose on antidepressants as well as he just tried to starve himself. He's like, this will work. That's a tough one, man. Yeah, that's that's the one. long con, you know. Uh, guess what else? Epstein didn't kill himself. Well, that's true, but his girlfriend was also pregnant. That's da- hilariously Damien's girlfriend <laughs> was pregnant and she had given birth... Just before the trial began. That is hilariously uh, <laughs> horrible. Like, not funny. It's just so bad it's funny. <laughs> you know what's crazy? It's like he's he's trying to commit suicide. His girlfriend just had a baby. He was attempting to plan a wedding. <laughs> after, all right. After unsuccessfully killing himself. All in the wake of him going on trial for a triple homicide. He's like, well, I couldn't right. get out of it, so I guess I'll just live with the marriage. I feel like that's that's quite the weight. That would, uh, you know, bear down on anyone. <laughs> oh, yeah, it'd have some effects on you. Let alone a fucking child. No questions, right? man. You'd be suffering for sure. He doesn't seem like he's having a good time. And Jason, uh, he was proving to be rather, like, heroic in all this. He's the heroic character here. Because despite numerous attempts by the police to get Jason to flip on Damien, 
Jason denied each each one. Uh, because really? It just it would mean he would have to lie, and he was just like, "No, I'm not going to lie. Like, why would I do that?" <laughs> uh, they yeah, first, what's the point? You know, they first came to him uh, with an offer of a measly forty year sentence. So he was still going to go to prison for forty years if he flipped on his best friend. And I mean, lied. that's not even worth it at that point. Yeah, Jason denied it. Uh, they then came to him with the promise of a ten year sentence. All right, now you're making that's sense. That's way better for a triple murder that you supposedly did. Yeah, that's way better. You're talking with good behavior, maybe yeah. a good seven years or something. I don't know. But Jason denied it. He's a very uh, he's full of integrity. Yeah, he you knows. Know? He knows what's he's going a good on kid. here. He's against it. He's against the hierarchy here. Yeah, I'm pro Jason. No, Jason's a good guy. He's the one with the the kick ass mullet. Oh, uh, never mind. I'm against him. You don't like mullets, bro? Uh, no. You, you don't appreciate a, a well-kempt mullet? I can't say that I do. I just, I never got it. It's like, hey, I mean, if you, you enjoy it, then go for it. Exactly, but, but you don't got to have it on your head. When you see it on other people, what's your first thought? Ew. Ew. I mean, I don't like, I'm not like, oh, that guy's a bad person. It's just, I'm, I look at that and immediately I'm like, ugh. You're just like, oh, questionable choice. Yeah, ugh, what are you thinking? You know? I don't know, I appreciate a good mullet. Uh, uh, well, whatever, man. Wrong. You're a big fan of Jason here. Wrong, wrong, All right, well, wrong, he was wrong. so sure that he wouldn't get convicted that he told the police that he wouldn't li- that he wouldn't lie even if they told him he could go home that very day. Damn. All right, he's like a... Stone cold. He's a true friend and very honest. He, All he's right. a fucking badass. We enjoy those people, you know? We, exactly. You got it. You can't it or not, you know? You can't you can't just ask people to be that way. They got to be born that way. You don't meet a lot of them, so that's no, impressive. That's true. Good guy. Uh, when the trial began, prosecution chose to not even mention the satanic angle. All right, that was at the beginning. That was to come later. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, that's the, the cherry on top. <laughs> yeah. So the very first thing the prosecution did was drive home uh, the gruesome details of the murders themselves. Okay, so their main man uh, in discussing these like details was assistant medical examiner Dr. Frank Peretti. Okay? Peretti, and uh, I don't know if you guys remember from the other episodes of this series, uh, the medical examiner's office is not very good. Yeah, Not very ab- top shelf uh, medical examination going on. Everything about this place geographically is just not very good. Yeah, it took them like a month to get literally anything to the police. So they're a month into the investigation with absolutely no medical information at all. It should have been at least 27 days faster. Yeah. And uh, an emphasis on the assistant medical examiner. Dr. Yeah, they Frank couldn't Perrette. be bothered with the full, you know, the yeah. full manager. No, the real guy, he's too busy not giving things that uh, people need right away. So the the one and only fact about this guy that needs to be mentioned going into this next part is that he failed the test to become a fully certified uh, medical examiner twice and then opted out of taking it again. That's hilarious. But he somehow just has this job. <laughs> that is great. I love every second of that. Uh Peretti, he he was uh he was very good at autopsying victims. Like he was actually good at that. Freak. But where he fell short in every case he'd ever been a part of was his conclusions regarding his findings. <laughs> he'd cut open the body. This was the basic one. He'd cut so, open the body, he'd see an abnormality in the heart. And, you know, he'd be like, mm, perhaps this was, a, a, you know, a heart problem. I don't know, maybe it was a minor heart attack. 
Okay, then in his findings, he would just say something as simple as this. The person was shot in the back of the head with a slingshot yeah, loaded like, with a can of fuck, cheese man. whiz. And when it entered the, body, <laughs> the base of the skull, it completely ruptured the brain, causing the heart to bruise and be swollen, causing the smallest of heart attacks post-mortem. And then they would just look at this guy and pretty much be like... They're um, like, wow, I didn't even know that was possible. Sir... Okay. You might be uh, stupid, to say the least. Uh, to say the most, you should kill yourself. There you go. He should be on the table himself. But yeah. no, he uh, basically just should have been a butcher, but I'm sure this job paid better. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's more interesting. You know, you get to butcher things that butchers don't get to butcher. You yeah, know? yeah. How often does a butcher get to, you know, butcher a human? That's uh, some back alley butchering, you know? I don't know. Yeah. How did you get that gig? Mitch sent us a video of some cooking show where, like, they were eating human flesh. That was fun. Yeah. kind of want to try it. Uh, I mean, you don't want to? I Okay. I hear it's similar to pork. You've talked me into it. I'm interested. Right, let's I'll eat try a guy. It. Let's eat a guy. I'll try it. Let's find somebody. Um, all right, so here we go. Uh, anyway, yeah, he's not very good. He failed the test. He, he's good at cutting people up, not good at figuring out what happened. That's all you need to know about this guy. Peretti, he assisted uh, by, you know, by all the extremely disturbing, you know, and grotesque photos. He was showing them to the, uh, the jury there. Oh, yeah, why not? Uh, he you brought out all the photos of the victims. He made false claim after false claim regarding his findings. And said he'd used a forensic book for reference on his findings, uh, written by a man named Vincent DeMeo. A man that Peretti claimed to know personally, actually. DeMeo, DeMeo. DeMeo. Uh, Old DeMeo. <laughs> little side note on this claim. Uh, there is a documentary called West of Memphis on the case of West Memphis 3. Uh-huh. And in that documentary series, <laughs> um, the real-life Vincent DeMeo is brought in and shown the findings of Dr. Peretti, as well as the autopsy photos, and his unscripted reaction to them is that Peretti didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> this guy is a fucking moron. He should not be doing this job. He's like, I know the guy that wrote the book. And then he just comes in and shits on him. <laughs> I like that. That's Somebody's got to be real in this scenario. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, Somebody's yeah. got to be honest. Yeah. Uh, DeMeos, he, he said that there was, like, no evidence that a knife was even used on these victims. In his professional opinion, much of the bruising and scrapes more than likely came from animals post-mortem. Okay, that so... That was his professional opinion. We have some rational discourse yeah. happening here. Yeah, specifically, he said turtles more than likely caused most of the external damage, including Christopher Byers genital mutilation interesting theory i didn't know turtles theory. were such deviants oh yeah they're all snapping snapping turtles i'm getting worried now <laughs> just about turtles in general just are they in around? general just a very just a, a, a vague anxiety a sense of a cautious wonder impending right. turtles yeah uh so anyway a <laughs> pretty he set the stage for the prosecution uh, with a vivid and incorrectly detailed like story of the murders. Okay. Right? Uh, while showing the jury a bunch of fucking pictures of mutilated children at the very beginning of this trial. So they were primed to pretty much be like, all right, these are the guys that did it. Just how long are we going to send them away for? Fair point. Is probably what the jury was going to be saying. Uh, all right. A, a kid named Michael Carson, right, who'd been in the same juvenile detention center as Jason, actually, uh, was then brought to the stand 
left field, totally out of know. Is just like this guy. I remember him from prison, and he said that Jason told him some details about the murders while they were locked up together. Oh, which is just lies, <laughs> uh, which we'll find out here. Uh, Carson testified that Jason told him that he sucked the blood from uh, Christopher Byers, then mutilated penis, and then proceeded to put the testicles in Byers' mouth. Really? Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, you got me interested. So, uh, so some things to know about this uh, Michael Carson guy. Uh, he was a gas huffer, and he did acid, like, a lot. So he's, like, the most and... reliable source in this whole town. <laughs> yeah, and uh, his own case wasn't looking too good for him. Okay, so, uh, so Carson decided that he just remembered some details about the active investigation that was going on from a past cellmate. I can't believe I forgot to tell you this, but I totally saw this guy suck off a detached penis of a corpse, and then I saw him put the balls in his mouth. It was weird. I, it was crazy. I don't know I how I didn't mention that earlier, but yeah. So we were just in the mess hall, and we were eating, like, sketty and meatballs. He's like, you know what this reminds me of? That fat cock I sucked yeah. all that blood out of. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> anyway, uh... So, yeah, this is not at all an attempt to get a lighter sentence. No way. No way. And uh, th- this wasn't even a lie to this kid. Because he had been told these details by his juvenile corrections therapist. And During one of their sessions. So it was a rumor that the therapist had heard for some reason. And for some reason felt it was appropriate to divulge during a session with an ex-cellmate of Jason. Okay, all right, I see where it's headed. So his juvenile corrections therapist was like, you want to know what uh, your cellmate did there? Cut off the dick and balls. Cut a kid's penis off, suck the blood, and put the balls in his mouth. It's like, what the fuck? Like, wow. What kind of session is this? This is horrible for my mental health. Good lord. Uh, Yeah, so that's crazy. Uh, (laughs) This is after some time in... Yeah, wait a minute. Ah, fuck. Yeah, that, yeah, it was that, a rumor that, uh, that he had heard from his correctional therapist. Felt it was appropriate to tell him. This is after some time in the trial, and it was uh, at week three that the prosecution brought up the topic of Satanism. It took him three weeks to actually get to the Satanist angle. Damn. All right. Uh, the very you know uh, the very judge expressed his lack of knowledge. Uh, as to what an occult was. He said, I don't know what an occult is, uh, which is hilarious in and of its own right. Yeah, it's a fun uh, sentence. <laughs> uh, but in any case, like the uh, the prosecution attempted to explain it using uh, books that Damien read. Oh. So I remember like, Damien was a big reader because you know he wanted to... Uh, Maybe have a moment to escape his dreary and utterly sad life. Yeah, he found so, his escape. Yeah, the books Damien read were mostly like Anton LaVey and Stephen King. And uh, the prosecution explained to the judge, that he's just, it's like that. So that <laughs> It's like when a hedge maze <laughs> comes to life and haunts a family inside of a hotel that's been abandoned for the winter. Yeah, and there's going to be a clown is. shows up every like 27 years, going to kill a bunch of kids. And the jury's just eating it up like, what the f- this shit's terrifying. Well, I can't believe that. They like this? 
Uh, it was explained that the writings of Anton LaVey were sets of guidelines on the subject of Satanism and that Stephen King mainly wrote on horror proclivities. So the kid is just fucked up. Uh, well, Damien's fair. just so fucked up for liking horror. <laughs> it could be viewed that way, but it yeah. doesn't make him a monster. Yeah, I mean, like, we we have this podcast. I don't know. Uh, so it was, it was also noted that on the night of the trial, there was a full moon. Full moon. Uh oh. Uh, <laughs> which was supposed to. It's it supposedly like it was prime time for this kind of murderous behavior. Uh, okay. Uh, so in court, they said like, yeah, the day of the murder. So it was a full moon. Anyway, everything about Damien's day to day life was then scrutinized all all the way down to like his master of puppets Metallica poster in his room. Like they brought, Satan. They brought that up in court. They're like, you see this poster. Where, where do you think this is? It's Satan coming into the room! It's in a murderer's room. Liar! <laughs> they connected it to Satanist like, practice and ritual. Uh, but the prosecution still needed to link Jason Baldwin into all this. <clears throat> somehow. And you know what they did? They counted his black heavy metal t-shirts. I'd be in prison. At 15. He had 15 of them. Yeah, dude, your fucking collection's crazy. You have, like, 50 different metal shirts. I think, yeah, I counted them, like, maybe last year. I think I've only bought in a couple since then, but when I counted them last year, I was up to, like, 64. That's insane. So I should be up to, I'm close to 70, so I'd, I'd be in prison. You'd be in prison four times over and some change. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 15 black heavy metal, t- is specifically black heavy metal shirts. <laughs> Oh, okay, well, that number's probably lower. Some of them aren't black that I own. All right, all right. Well, still, still. Uh, that is how the prosecution linked Jason Baldwin to all of this. That's literally it. <laughs> That's the only thing they did. Good Lord. And he got... All right. Uh, God, so the jury then, uh, then thought of Damien and Jason as satanic murderers. <laughs> you know, the, the shirts really did it. They sold it, baby. But uh, that wasn't the end. It was after this that the prosecution brought in a couple of girls who supposedly... Bring in they, the they, girls. <laughs> they were present at the uh, supposed softball game confession of Damien. And uh, that was all, you know, that was all that was necessary. Um, Damien and Jason were officially convicted after four and a half hours of deliberation. It's been decided. Yeah. It, it was then that the jury took a mere two hours and 20 minutes to decide that Jason would spend his life in prison and Damien would be sentenced to death. Well, that was very impartial of them. Yeah. It, <laughs> two, less than two and a half hours. Like, we're going to kill that kid, right? Yeah, oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Let's let's you know, just they, get the bailiff to like bring us more snacks and you shit. You know they decided that shit within 15 minutes. You know that. They decided it before they were even like in the trial. Like, but they'd be like, fuck, you know, if we don't, if we like just do this now, I'm going to have to go back to work. It's only like noon. It's like I took off, like, I told him I was going to be gone all week. Yeah, so okay. could, we, could we like bring in a round of lemonades and we'll just. Uh, I want to go to Deep River Water Park after this. Oh, that'd be great. That'd Wouldn't be swell. that just Lazy River all day? Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck these kids. I'm going to the Lazy River. <laughs> Too many kids anyway crowding up my Lazy River. I'm getting rid of three of them, bitch. They're not going to bother me. Yeah, yeah. The death sentence, <laughs> as, uh, as it always seems to do, took a long ass time and uh, luckily never came to fruition. 
as for Jesse and Jason, they seem to kind of adopt to adapt. I don't know, adapt to prison life uh, pretty quickly. Actually, you know, like they found their their niches within prison like rather quickly, and did all right like behind bars. You know, Damien, however, uh, he had a way worse experience during his time in prison. He was isolated, uh, swarmed by mosquitoes that thrived just outside of his cell in stagnant water. That's funny. It's awful. Dude. I mean, it's torture. Don't get me wrong. That's insane. If that was for a real criminal, that'd be funny. That is a special type of fucked up. It's like you're going to be locked in this place and there's mosquitoes everywhere. There's nothing you're going to do about it, kid. What is it with this this entire story having like a MacGuffin of mosquitoes? I don't know. It, well, it's the swamps, They're dude. so present everywhere. Down the swamps, bro. I mean, it's not like the swamps, but they got swamps, you they know? They got enough for, for mosquitoes. Uh, so yeah, he was, he was not having a good time. All these, all these, all these mosquitoes. Uh, he was kind of just treated like garbage the entire time. And his outside time for one hour a day, uh, he said he was, uh, transferred to a windowless room, uh, from a windowless room to a cell with a single slim window with bars. Damn. <laughs> like a single, like very, probably not even big enough to get through, you know? Oh, yeah. That was his outside time, was going from a windowless room to one with a window. Oh, well, that's lovely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was also regularly beaten by guards. Fair. Just, like, beating the shit out of this kid. Fair. Uh, needless to say, his experience in prison was very different from Jason and Jesse. Fun fact about Damien's time in solitary, uh, solitary confinement. He uh, now has to wear gla- uh, sunglasses 24-7 because his eyes are not accustomed to sunlight anymore. He's got to wear prism glasses. To this day. Because <laughs> the goat man. Oh, wait, wrong story. No, he's not fucking Zach Baggins. Uh, is it Baggins or Baggins? Baggins. Baggins? Zach Baggins. Like, like the fucking dog treats? Dude, the way like he says Baggins? it is Zach Baggins. That is the way he pronounces it. It's he doesn't know name. anything. I his believe name him. is Baggins. It's his own name. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that guy. But anyway, all right. So, <laughs> Damien, his eyes are all fucked up, dude. He's got to wear sunglasses everywhere, 24-7, to this day. All right, Snoop Damien dog. has to wear them all the time. <laughs> all right. So, this all being said, there was an enormous amount of outreach like regarding this trial. In the celebrity world, Peter Jackson, director of Lord of the Rings and among, you know, a bunch of other successful movies. And that, what was that other one? Uh, Bad Taste? Bad Taste, dude. Yeah. Wait, wait, that was the one with the... Uh, the pig people? Like the alien monsters? Yeah, and they were like trying to do a, an intergalactic fast food chain made with people or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. Dude, that was a badass That movie. was him too, believe it or not. Yeah. So Peter Jackson, you know, he's into some of the darker stuff, but also Lord of the Rings. Um, he donated to the cause of these young men, uh, you know, for seeing such injustice. He was, you know, uh, donating to the legal teams trying to exonerate them. Yeah. yeah. This was accompanied by Eddie Vedder, uh, Johnny. (laughs) Yeah, that guy. Everyone knows that guy, honestly. Uh, Johnny Depp, uh, Henry Rollins, uh, Natalie Maines, and just like a shit ton of other ones. But they were all, like, publicly just, like, these boys are, like, totally innocent. Like, can you guys not see what, what the fuck yeah, is Yeah, are you guys seeing what, what I'm seeing? What is going on in West Memphis? Like, I don't even understand. Uh, let's see. But all appeals were denied, largely due to the fact that Judge Burnett, which was the, you know, the judge, he was still uh, the deciding factor 
in all of these hearings. Someone should just have fucking killed that guy. That would have made everything way quicker. Uh, He seemed to have like a vendetta against these boys, and celebrity was not swaying him. His wife Uh, cheated on him with a Satanist. Maybe. Ooh, wouldn't that be juicy? It's that simple. That's what it is. (laughs) I got to imprison these kids and kill one of them because they might grow up to fuck my wife. (laughs) Yep, that's his biggest fear, man. (laughs) You pussy. Oh, God. All right. Uh, The only thing that got uh, Burnett out of the picture was, sadly... The fact that he was, like, promoted. He was promoted in the state and replaced by another man named David Laser. 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 And uh, just after Burnett was relieved of his previous duty, he just so happened to become a spokesperson against the death penalty. Interesting. Isn't that weird, huh? That's so weird. Isn't that weird? (laughs) He's victim was a key. Well, anyway, uh, the new judge dealing with the boys' trials allowed them to admit uh, to an Alford P. plea. <laughs> Fuck! Alford plea. Yeah, an Alford P. Alford P, dude. <laughs> an Alford plea, which I had no fucking clue what that was. I looked it up. It's when a defendant maintains their innocence while admitting to the fact that the evidence posed against them would for sure lead to an actual conviction. I mean, isn't that just an innocent plea? Pretty much, but, like, this just leaves less room for wiggling. All right. You know okay. what I mean? That's interesting. So they're just like, all right, I'm, I'm admitting that the evidence looks bad on my part. Terrible, even. But I'm innocent. So that's what they plead. And uh, it's just bad shit insane <laughs> to me. It's funny that that um, has to exist. Yeah. Uh, So this was a situation that would get all three boys out of prison, no problem. And Damien and Jesse were all for it. But uh, Jason almost fucked up the whole thing for all of them because he was trying to demand a new trial instead. So this is where his, like, (laughs) this is where his heroic status... It went uh, too when far. it came to honesty, it overstayed its welcome like so bad. Yeah, it, it was, it was right. time to time to pack it in, yeah. kid. But <laughs> but uh, you know the fact that if the uh, three went to trial again and lost, Damien surely would have died. That kept Jason from abstaining from from this plea. Oh, okay. So all three boys now men, you know they they took the deal and they were released on August nineteenth, two thousand eleven. 18 years, Mitch. They were in prison for 18 years. They all spent behind bars. And all it took was a reasonable judge and the cooperation of just with one another to get out. (laughs) So (laughs) the support, you know, of like uh, celebrity influence did a lot for like public opinion of the boys. But what saved them was literally just a change of scenery in the judge department. I'm, hey, like I said, someone should have fucking killed that judge. Isn't that insane? <laughs> he got promoted instead. <laughs> I mean, that's fine as long as he's out of the way, I guess. Good lord, dude. Was, uh, they're free. All three of the West Memphis three boys, Damian Eccles, Jason Baldwin, Jesse Kelly, they're free. But, uh, you know, the state of Arkansas, um, with their trials and everything, having solidified that the real... It, they've pretty much uh, made it impossible for the real perpetrator of the crimes... To ever see justice. Yeah, it's been too long. Because it would be double jeopardy, wouldn't it? Like, is that how that works? I mean, I don't... You can't be tried for... No, so that's yeah, different. It, it wouldn't different be double terminology. jeopardy, but I think, 
I mean, I don't I'm know what lawyer. the statute of limitations is on that. Um, but it, I mean, there's going to be no way to gather new evidence. So if you didn't have it at first, yeah. you're fucked. They basically closed the case. So whoever actually did this is never going to be caught. And if they are, I don't think they'll see time in jail. No, they'll never see like any ever. any time behind bars for it or anything. Yeah. Even if the right man is found, yeah, it's uh, yeah, he's not going to be not going to be held accountable. I mean, that's Mitch, the sad way to look at. I the say end. this every time that we're in this room and you drink Monster, but that smells crazy. It, it smells. It smells insane. like gasoline. Like I at swear first, to God. I think it's a fart, and then I'm like, oh wait, it it it's might be sweet. sweet. It might be. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's diarrhea. If somebody only uh, ate Pez out of a Pez dispenser, pretty much, dude. If you're just a solid diet of Pez, and it, that maybe pee, maybe that's what Monster is. Is Pez pee? Pez, Pez, Pez. It just really gets you going. Pee, pee, Pez. Oh, I kind of glazed over it, but that was the end of the series. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the wrap. <laughs> that, up that was the end of the, we made the a West hard Memphis transition. three. But that, yeah, that that's the less topped off there with some monster. That's the less optimistic way to look at the end. It does uh, suck. It's unfortunate, but they uh, they did get out, so that's a win. You know, it yeah. took forever, but they made it. So whatever. It took. Uh... That was half their life when they got out. Yeah, no one's happy about it, but, you know, it, it did get an ending. It got a resolution. So maybe, uh, you know, get a lawyer immediately Yeah, if you're whenever gonna... you're being questioned by the police because they might just think you're a demon guy. If you're going to uh... take anything away from this episode, always... <laughs> Don't trust the police. <laughs> always well, trust yourself. That helps. First. Always, then, you know, always... Move on accordingly. Configure with a lawyer. Never try to figure this shit out yourself. No matter who you are, always get an outside opinion. Yeah, I just referred to whatever happened at the end as double jeopardy. That's not even right. That is true. And I'm not a lawyer. That's true. He's I would lawyer, not know man. what to do. But yeah, that that is the series on the West Memphis Three. It's a very sad, very <laughs> far-reaching story that does end on a semi-positive note. Yeah, we got to mention like celebrities and stuff. Yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. Sure. But, it, um, what was I going to say? I lost everything I was about to say. Kids are dead. Yeah, kids died. Nobody answered for the crime. The people that did answer were innocent. Um, and luckily, they were let go. The only downside to this story is that no one's ever going to figure out who fucking killed those kids because uh, nobody really cares anymore. It's kind of over. No, no one gives a shit. I still think it was Mr. Bojangles. I think he definitely knew. If he didn't do it, he knew what happened. he definitely seen some shit. He was present and accounted for, absolutely, in my eyes. Yeah. But yeah, that's the West Memphis Three, everybody. How about that? How about that? Have you ever had Bojangles? I have not. Me either. I've we should try it. that sometime. I've heard of it quite a bit, but I've like never a had southern it. southern thing? I, it has to be, right? Yes, yeah, I don't know. It's like Bojangles and then... I don't know. Where'd Canes come from? I think that's south, right? That's also the south. I believe so. I know Raising Cane's is man, down south. The south just has great chicken, don't they? They know how to eat down south, man. They they know what's going on down there. They don't know how to handle a triple murder. Well, that's a valid point. But anyway. yeah, I mean, that is the story. It was a, a bit of a longer series, but we got through it. You guys now know the tale. We and got it. You can impress all of your friends with this really uh, horrifying story. Yeah. Make sure to mention all the, the terrible thing, like the mutilation of the small boy's penis. Oh, yeah. Um, Tell them that. All the trust you can have in the police. And uh, oh. just just lying waitress neighbors you think are your friends. Hell, yeah. But 
with all that being said, that is effectively our series that is, on the West series. Memphis Free. I love you all very much. I hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Yeah. And we will see you in what will be December, because that is next week. How many pounds of turkey do you eat? Uh, at least a good, probably solid pound, if not more. Excellent. Probably. What about you, Mitch? Mm, probably not a pound. Like half? half a pound? Yeah. It's, it's fucking peanuts, dude. I'm Nothing. Skinny. You are skinny. I'll, I will give you that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I also hope you get a good Thanksgiving and everything. Uh, are we going to do the Patreon after this? Uh, oh, yeah. Throw that up there for those folks. Yeah, oh, it'll be oh, sweet. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, we are starting a cult that's great. I'm Jake Mitch was here. The The dog has left. I don't know where he went. Where'd he go? Not He's not here. He's gone. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so the Patreon I just mentioned, there's a link down below for that. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, YouTube, like and subscribe there. We have an email, startacult at gmail.com and a TikTok. That is wasack underscore pod. Yes. Yeah. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.